What's up, what's up, Highness Queens? We are back with another episode of Bluntly Black Girls. And this week we went to D.C. Well, we didn't go to D.C., but you know, we brought D.C. in the building with my girl, Highness Queen Erica B. And we talked about a whole bunch of stuff like self-love, confidence. We talked about navigating adulthood, especially navigating adulthood um, with a medical condition, uh, using cannabis for those medicinal purposes, specifically related to Erica's Graves' disease. She got very open and honest about what Graves' disease is, why it's so important to advocate for yourself, especially as a black woman in medical settings, because, you know, they just think we don't feel nothing. And we also talk about how we feel about Twitter's logo and name changing to X. I'm not happy about it. Just a little preview. Not happy. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoy this episode and let's get into it. Super excited for this conversation today. So let me introduce who came to smoke with me today. It is my girl, Highness Queen Erica B., and where are you from? Where are you located? I am, I am located in the lovely nation's capital, three stars, two bars, D.C. <laughs> I love that. I get a lot of people from that area. Do you guys have, like, it must be, like, a pretty big, like, cannabis community. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, well, they just passed uh, recreational here, I think, maybe a few months ago. I think, or maybe last year sometime. Um, so, like, the cannabis community has been, like, really growing in the area. That's dope. I'm always, always love when they, you know, get the recreational going. Because, yeah. really, I, I still don't understand. Again, in August of 2023, how are there still places where it's illegal? It's, like, mind-boggling to me. But here we are. Well, I think within the next few years, it'll be legal everywhere in the u.s because all you need is for the white men's to realize that they can make money really good money off of it and then they're gonna be oh let's do this it's not so bad right Um, and the the data shows that people of all races use cannabis at the same rate exactly black people are uh, prosecuted more for it. Yep, vilified for it. And that's why um, that's that's the point of this, you know, podcast is to really make this a normalized thing, especially seeing us black women consume cannabis because I already think that, you know, we the shit and then when we high, we like, you know, unlocking other levels of the brains and it's just, it's, it's, it's just greatness comes, you know? <laughs> Um, but so tell us about yourself, Erica B, and your relationship with cannabis. Um, so who is Erica B? <laughs> uh, I am first and foremost, I'm a poet, that's my first love, but I don't put myself into boxes when it comes to creativity. I'm a creative, I'm mostly back to the artist, but um, my relationship with cannabis, of course. <laughs> Begin like <laughs> like all of us, um, you know, at an early age. <laughs> but um, 
when I was diagnosed with Graves' disease in, mm, I don't remember the year, I remember it was right before, I was 20 when I was diagnosed with Graves' disease. Um, and they had just passed a law saying that you could get um, medical cannabis like at the age of 21. So I was like, okay, bad. Like, my birthday was like a few months away. So I was like, okay, bad. Um, went to my doctor and, you know, told him all my symptoms. And I was like, yeah, like, you know, smoke weed on the regular, but you know, if I can get it medically, like, let's do it. And he was like, oh, yeah. Like, um, and for me, cannabis, I use cannabis as a definitely pain management, um, because of my grave disease, I've dealt with a lot of different things, um, and also like being disabled as well. Um, so it's definitely pain management for me, but then <laughs> also, you know, Life be like that sometimes, and mm-hmm. sometimes you just gotta, you know, eh, don't stress me out. Right. <laughs> <bottle> right quick. <laughs> right. Stress relief. No, for real. Um, and I, I love the plant too. Uh, I am definitely, um, I'm an earth sign, so like the green thumb, I definitely love it. <laughs> Plants all around the house, so I love the. The science behind it as well. Um, just like, you know, people don't realize that, yo, like, the medical, like, properties, like, in cannabis, like, have been proven too. But then also, um, for pain management, but then also people don't realize is that the government been new that shit. Mm-hmm. The government been new that shit, like, but... <laughs> They found a way to to make it an evil thing because it involved us. Like, this is how we can, Mm -hmm. you know, like you said, vilify, demonize a black community. And so who cares about the health benefits? The real target here is getting the blacks out or putting them in jail or whatever. So I definitely believe that. Um. Do you mind if I ask, like, what, I know nothing about Graves' disease, like, what, is that so uh great disease um is basically your thyroid um is a small organ in your neck um i preach thyroid awareness uh to not preach but you know make people aware of it because people don't realize it especially black women get your thyroid checked your thyroid is a small organ in your neck and basically it maintains the body's homeostasis so how you eat, how you sleep, how you how you think, um, how you move, like you can live without a heart, a lung, you know, like granted, will the life be satisfactory, <laughs> you know, eh. but without a thyroid, like you cannot function like your body needs your thyroid. Um, and so. With grave disease, my body was producing too much thyroid hormone. Um, so I was just really like wired up like all of the time. Like it was crazy because I didn't understand the analogy 
until somebody was like, yeah, like somebody with like too much thyroid hormone, it's like they're on cocaine like mm. all the time. Like, so you just up. And I'm just like, bro, that's what it feel like. I'm like, yo, that's why. I don't know fuck with that shit. Like, oh, <laughs> no, you fucking with it. Look, like, I can no, do that on my own. No, I don't need real. no pharmaceuticals to get me there. Yeah, no, for real. Like, and um, when I was in college, um, I just noticed that, because I have epilepsy as well. So my epilepsy was getting triggered really bad, like, to the point where I, would have, I was having, um, like, maybe, like, two seizures a month. And at that point, I was just stressed out about it and was like okay bet like I was out of state so I decided to come back home and like really um to DC and take care of myself and my body because yeah um this thyroid journey is it has been a lot to handle at such a young age but I know that I'm equipped to handle it um, but then also just like being aware of myself and my body, um, and just teaching me just to be present, like for real and not overwork myself. That's what I'm honestly like trying to learn and grasp <laughs> mm-hmm. in this present moment is just like not overworking myself because I can, um, in 2020 actually, right before the pandemic hit i um got extremely sick because of my grave disease um and i didn't realize how sick i was because i was working so much i was working i think two or three jobs because i'm a i'm a hustler baby mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I mean? like Yep. I'm getting this Got to get this get money this anywhere bread. possible. We got bills to pay. We got shit to do. No, for real. Yep. Like, I'm getting this bread. So, I was just working, working, working. And I had a routine doctor's appointment. And I just felt like I knew something was wrong with my body. Like, mm-hmm. I, I could barely walk to that point. And, like, I just, I just knew something was wrong. And when I went in there... My doctor had the nerve to tell me <laughs> that nothing was wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And this is why, like, I, I tell, like, black women especially, like, advocate for yourself. Because, like, I raised holy hell in that hospital to the point where they was like, okay, bet, like, you want to be seen. Granted, they sent me to an emergency room for eight hours. But <laughs> after the eight hours, you know, eventually I was seen, um... And me being me, I let them take my blood work, and then I called my I called my uh, good sis to come get me. I'm like, girl, come get me. She's like, where you at? I'm like, I'm at the hospital. She's like, why? <laughs> I'm like, come get me. Like, if if there's something wrong, because you know, like hospitals, like if there's something wrong with the, your blood work, they're gonna call you back. If there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with you, like they're gonna be like, okay, but like she ain't here. Right. Um. But I mean, after sitting there for eight hours, bro, and I'm I, ready to go home. Point, like, Y'all got the info. Call me when you know something. <laughs> yeah. At that point, I was just tired. So, like, I had went home and planning on doing the same routine over again, <clears throat> getting up at maybe 4 a.m. to go to work, to go to other job, 
And then my mama calls me on the phone and it's like, yo, what are you doing? And I'm like, nothing, like chilling. She's like, uh, I need you to go to the hospital right now. And like my heart just started like pumping like on my chest, like boom, 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 boom. Cause I'm like, first of all, like I, you know how like you know it's something serious. Cause like yeah. your mama, like you hear your mama, like you can just like, hear it, yeah, yeah, you hear it, like in their voice, know, in the tone, nice. like oh shit, some off, some off. This is not good. So I try to get my stuff together. I'm like, I knew this gonna be, I knew this was gonna be a ride because. <clears throat> I pack coloring books and all that because I'm like, huh, if I'm going to be there, I might as well just have something to do. Right. I'm thinking I'm going to be there for the weekend. I get there. And first of all, the entire experience was honestly scary, but humbling, but also strengthening. Um, just because I got everything that I needed and it may not have been from the people who I wanted it from, but it was what I needed at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, but definitely from that experience, just like the medical racism mm -hmm. for real, for real. Like if I can be real, like mm -hmm. it was hard and being a young black woman, First of all, I don't know what the fuck is going on with my body. And nobody is giving me answers. And, like, they're trying to misdiagnose me with all of these, you know, emotional and mental and all of this because I'm outraged because nobody is giving me answers. Right. Like, I feel something is wrong. And, like... Yeah, so... And you're not listening to me and then getting mad at me because I need you to right. listen to me. <laughs> Literally. And one night, I had went off, girl, when I tell you, I had went off <laughs> to the point where I, I truly thought they were going to pick me up the hospital because I was going off because I'm like, hell no. Like, somebody's going to give me some damn answers. And the nurses came in there and she started waving the thing the uh <laughs> what's it called the um their charts or whatever mm -hmm. just trying to Is like yeah like you know but i'm like you know because at this point i'm hype like i'm in a lot of pain like i'm like da, da, da. and to the point where like my they had she had tried to call security and like my morning nurse who like was with me like from when like i had came in she was like, she had came in and she was like, no, like, don't call security. I got her, like, because I'm like, bro, like, and I told her, I'm like, yo, like, no doctor has seen me today. I feel like shit and nobody is telling me anything. All y'all are doing is just giving me medicine for what? For I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me. After you, like, um, made me all scared and told me to come down here now and, like, right. now you got my mama scared. And so, like, it was, I, um, so I eventually, like, well, I decided to get my thyroid removed just because, first of all, I felt like at that age, I was under a lot of pressure and I was extremely sick to be that young. And I felt like at the time, 
I just wanted to get it taken out because I didn't want to experience this again. Mm-hmm. But now thinking back on it, honestly, I probably would have kept it only because now I feel like I'm at the place where I know how to regulate it and like mm-hmm. know my body. But then also I didn't realize that and granted they told me this, but you know, in that moment I'm I'm in the hospital sick, like don't really wanna be here, honestly, you feel me? Mm-hmm. Like at that point, um and they're like, Okay, with the when we take your thyroid out, you're gonna have to take medicine every day. And I said, Okay. And Sometimes it still gets to me, I guess, Mm -hmm. just because I know that for the rest of my life, I'm going to have to take this one pill. Mm -hmm. Like, and I didn't think about that at that time. And honestly, like, I didn't really have anybody that I trusted enough to consult with, with Mm -hmm. that. Um, So I just was like fuck it like i'm gonna let the doctors handle it and do what they gotta do you feel me yeah and i understand that but i also think you have to remember that hindsight is 2020 you know like i think you did the best you could in that moment with the information that you had with the support that you had around you in that moment and also going through a lot of pain like pain is a big factor sometimes in making decisions And, you know, maybe you would have made a different decision later on down the line, but maybe the pain would have made you make the same exact decision just later on, you know? Yeah, no, that's real. Yeah, no, that's real. But but it is hard, or like I said, hindsight is 20-20, so it's always hard to look uh, look back and be like, oh, I should have done this, and like sit with that because... Now I have the knowledge. To right, know. it's easy right. to say, but it's like a hard feeling to to deal with because, yeah. like, damn, why didn't I do that? And you're like being all hard on yourself, and you're like, but I didn't have the knowledge I had now. That's real. Yeah, like you, you are very, and like you said, you're now you're able to emotionally or regular regulate yourself better emotionally. Um, and yes, that's obviously because you're older, but who knows? Maybe that's also because. You had it removed. Maybe that is something that's been able to get you to the point of where you are now. That's so I, I I did not know Graves like I've heard of Graves' disease, but I did not know anything about it. I didn't know it, you know, it was all that. And I'm so glad that you advocated for yourself. Um, I am absolutely a fan of raising fucking hell. If people <laughs> ain't listening to you when you know, got to yeah, yeah. Like, especially like us. Yeah, because like it was crazy because like even my doctors like, of course like when I came in like they literally like I sat down. I didn't even sit down. Like I went to the front and I was like, yeah, how long is the wait? Like and she was like, oh, it's gonna be you got signed. I said no, y'all called me and. She was like, oh, all right, but <laughs> like, yeah. like, she said, I ain't waiting to get goddamn. Like, I'm here, front door service. Like, <laughs> but even like my doctors was like, bro, like, I don't know how you walked in here. Like, your numbers are crazy. Like, everything is crazy. Like, my body was basically at the point where like it was shutting down on me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I'm grateful for that experience because now I know what it feels like. Mm-hmm. And now I know, like, what to look out for, like, with that. Um, but then also just being mindful um, of myself and, like, not only, like, my body, but just, like, of my emotions and just, yeah, all of it. Cause... That's what I was going to say. It's probably... Um you know, especially as black women, we're taught to keep pushing no matter what the fuck is going on. Like, we got to get some, we got to feed somebody, we got to keep a roof over somebody's head, whether that's us or mom and daddy, kids, you know, whoever we're taking care of. Like, we are, it is ingrained in us from a very early age that we are always going to have to work hard and work harder than other people so don't complain about it because that's just what it is and so you build up this mentality like like of what you had where you don't pay attention to what your mind body and soul are telling you because you're so focused on getting to the bag so focused on paying bills and taking care of the shit that you rightfully do need to take care of but it's just that we need to we have to work harder to do it Mm-hmm. Um, just because we are black women, and but so I think, also, yeah, I think that obviously it's not a good thing to go through, but it is a good reminder that you have to place boundaries sometimes on yourself so that you can reach the goals that you're looking at or looking to get to. Because burnout is real, and obviously it will affect your health. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you 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 can't you can't be hustling if you're in the hospital bed. Well, I guess I mean you can find a way. Yeah. Nowadays you can't, but yeah. you know, you get what I mean. <laughs> but I'm I'm uh, I'm glad to to hear that you're still here, and um, that you're doing what you need to do to take care of your health and your emotions. Because, ooh, I hate the doctor. But, yeah, I've um, I've come to a place where like I try to think of like the doctor is basically my BFF because now I just like <laughs> I have no choice. Yeah. Um, but also like I'm grateful for it because I'm at the place where like I am taking care of myself and I am aware and I'm not putting things off and hiding things. For myself just to act like it's not there you know mm-hmm. like it's always going to be there like whether you go to the doctor or not so you might as well like go to the doctor and make sure you're good like you know um because it is it is great disease is a lot and even before um my physical disability um it was a lot to manage just being so young um, and not really knowing um, a lot of people with uh, thyroid issues. Um, And two years ago, actually, I started um, a live chat that I recently um, discontinued just because of life be life in. But um, it was called Thyroid Chat Thursdays. Uh, where basically, like, I would have people on to, you know, talk about a safe space for black women specifically because, I mean, it's for all people, but let's be real, like, the stage is for black women. 
um, to talk about like thyroid issues and just like have an open space to be like, damn, bro, like I'm not the only one going through that. Mm -hmm. Like I thought I was in this by myself because like that ass like having like those conversations like really makes it open. Like okay, bet like it's not just me. Like I'm not crazy. Like okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is a community out there for me. Exactly. Yeah. Um, sense of community is so, and I don't know that I ever realized it until I started this podcast, like how important that is to like the basis of human interaction and human, like mm-hmm. maybe humans are social people. Yeah. Like, we're like you, animals, you like... want to have a community. Everybody wants mm-hmm. to have, they want to know that they're not, the Alone. only one and whether yeah. you know even if you're a minority if you're like in, in whatever bigger community like you just want to know that there is somewhere else someone else in this big ass fucking world that understands what i'm feeling right now mm-hmm. even if it is only one person i find it hard to believe that it's like ever going to only be one person because this world is so big but even if it is just one person like that sense of like i'm not alone is so empowering and it can give you the courage to really deal with what it whatever it is that you're trying to deal with. Yeah. Just knowing that you're not alone. That's real. Yeah. Um, well, thank you very much for sharing that. I, I learned so much. Um, and I would encourage all of our listeners um, to continue to advocate for yourself in any, any setting really, but, uh, definitely in the medical space because they don't believe us. They, I saw, uh, I don't know what it was, maybe an article or something or a poll or something where, and this was only a few years ago. Um, they polled doctors and the majority of them truly believe or were taught that black people have a higher tolerance for pain. Right. And so, you know, which is not true. Like, just, yeah. like, genetically is not true. Like, right. our being black does not mean I can take whips and chains better than, you know, right. the next person. Um, but to see that in such a modern time that, like, this is truly their belief, enough for them to actually answer that question in that that fashion, you know, knowing that this is probably going to go public somewhere. Like, no, it doesn't have your name on it, but so it's anonymous, but, like, you're comfortable, that comfortable and believe that much that you're able to say it out loud. Right. That's crazy to me. Like, no, I still hurt friend (laughs) or not really friend, but I still hurt, sir. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, advocate for yourself, especially in the medical setting. Um, especially black mothers. I know the black maternal rate, maternal death rate is extremely high. Um, so, you know, Speak up for yourself and go get checked. Yeah. Go get checked for whatever. Yeah. I would have honestly never thought about like, oh, let me go get my thyroid checked so that when I go to my yearly thing, I'll make sure to add that on there. Go get your thyroid checked. Yeah. Well, that is, um, I appreciate you sharing all that with this. Um, I know this may be. (laughs) 
the worst time to ask this question, but <laughs> I also love to do a mental mental health check-in with all of my guests um, and see how you're doing. I don't think that we check in on each other enough. Um, so how is your mental health doing? Oh, thank you. That is so beautiful. Honestly, oh. I've been doing um, really well, like, overall. But in this present moment, like, I'm here. Like, I'm good. I'm comfortable. Um, but, like, I've just been in a space where um, definitely <clears throat> open to everything around me, but then also understanding that everything doesn't deserve my energy. That's like, so hard. And I am loving that space and just breathing that space and just being in that space. Um, and so, like, I'm honestly just been doing well. Like, you know, like, it's been a lot of transitions within the last year for me personally. Um, and, like, a lot of, like, sudden transitions, like, back to back to back. And I'm just like, oh, shit. Like, but, like, overall, like, I can say, um, and I feel like we as Black women don't ever say this enough to ourselves, but, like, I'm proud of myself. Mm. Like, like, so tell yourself you're proud of you. Yeah. Um, look in the mirror, like, uh, for real. Like, because... I know that the me five years ago couldn't have been able to handle all this and been like handled it with such grace and just been like, okay, bet, like, what's next? I got this. Like, okay, I got this. I can handle this. Like, it's good. Like, I got it. I can handle it. Like, no pressure. Like, I'm good. Um, I so, love yeah. that. <laughs> I love that so much. I'm so happy to hear that your mental health is in a good space. Like I said, it is very hard for me to be like, oh, what am I doing? What am I not doing wrong? Right. And to just like let myself be and like let myself decide that like, hey, I don't have to give energy to things that do not serve me. And that includes negative thoughts. That includes people. That includes things that like anything that does not serve me. Um, so I applaud you for making that a priority because I fully understand how difficult it can be sometimes. Um, and then I love that I'm proud of myself because you're right. I don't think we say that enough. Like I really try, I'm trying to work on, not trying, I am working on um, my affirmations and really like, you know, speaking positively to myself. And I don't know if that's one that I've said to myself and it's so simple but so powerful. Like, you know, yeah. bitch, you've done a lot. <laughs> and, right. and you've been through a lot and you are still fucking standing right, right. still standing still here yeah like, and not only fighting. still standing but flourishing right exactly yeah yeah so I love that I think that is uh, very beautiful and I, I love that you tell yourself that and I think we do need to tell ourselves more so I'm going to add that to my list of uh, <laughs> my affirmations when I'm being hard on and myself you should you yeah. should you should definitely absolutely um, before we actually get in our high, bla our high, ooh, high blessings, got a little country there for a second, um, which is where we do talk about our affirmations. Let's talk about what we're smoking. Um, so did you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Um, so I am an indica girl. 
Mm. <laughs> um, because as I mentioned before, I do use cannabis um, for pain management. Um, and then also with Graves' disease, I'm already anxious enough. Like, ain't nobody got time for those sativas. Like, keep me up. Like, when like I smoke, I just want to, yeah, so. Like, um, chill. Right, yeah, chill. Uh, I believe what I'm smoking on now is um, gelato cake. I think that's what it's called. Um, something that I picked up from dispensary. I don't know. Like, I'm not. It's like I. I know the science behind weed, so I love weed. But also, like, I'm not one of those weed smokers. It's like, oh, I have to have this and da da da. Like, like yo, like as long as it's independent, like. I'm good. I'm chill. <laughs> I'm chilling. Like, and, and you know, and that's, I think the, um, the frame of mind that actually the industry is going into, because you're seeing a lot more things, not even marked as indica, but more as what they can do for the effects that they give. So like, like you said, something that's going to chill me out, something that's going to give me pain relief and something that's going to like not have me being all running up the walls and stuff. And so that doesn't surprise me that you're more of an indica girl. Um, I am the complete opposite because <laughs> I am naturally lazy, so I need something to get my ass out of bed. So that's why I stick to the st- sativas. And I very rarely do an indica. I can have an indica eighth for, like, months. <laughs> um, but I also am one of the ones who... I. As long as it's sativa or hybrid and not going to make me sleepy, I really go for names. Like, I just love... I'm a sucker for a good name. So, I'm smoking Pink Runs from Marathon OG when I I went down to LA a couple weeks ago and went a little bit fucking crazy in the dispensaries. (laughs) Um... And the Marathon store, like, being from California, like, you can't go to LA without mm-hmm. going to see the marathon store. So, and it's pink. So, so is that where you, <clears throat> is that where you, excuse me, is that where you are now um, in Cali? Yeah, I'm in the Bay Area, though. So That is so cool. <laughs> yeah. I love it out here. I was talking that to somebody is so else cool. the other day. I was like, I just, I don't think I could move out of Cali. I've actually, like, never been across that way. So, like. Oh, my I, gosh. You're going to have to come and visit. Yeah. So, that, like, just hearing that, it's like, oh, my gosh. Like, that is so cool. And, like, it was funny because now I realize, like, why we couldn't get. um The times. The times. Yeah. Together. I really. No, you you really made me after you. I never even thought about like the time difference either. And then when you said, "Oh, girl," I thought it was. I was like, "Oh, that's my fault." I can see why she got there. <laughs> and so now I'm very particular. Make sure that I put the time zones <laughs> on the thing. And I'm like, I have to start asking where people are from beforehand, like before we start talking, so that I can figure out what time zone they are in. Because, yes, I can see how it could be very confusing. Uh, yeah, but so you're definitely going to have to come and visit. Yeah, I definitely will. Um, I'm thinking, like, probably, like, next summer-ish, you know. 
Summertime uh, is my favorite time of the year, so yeah. come on down. But um, the only thing is, like, I feel like once I like come out there, I feel like I'm gonna fall in love and like you are. Like, and I, I can't, I can't. Look, I love you- DC, and like D, I feel like DC isn't the DC that everybody thinks it is. Granted, I feel like Black people sort of kind of know that okay, DC is like chocolate city but like people come here for like the tourist attractions and the monuments and stuff and granted all that all that stuff is beautiful and wonderful but me growing up in this city I remember and granted gentrification was a long process Mm -hmm. it didn't just happen overnight but I remember as a child, um, certain areas <laughs> that you couldn't go to past a certain time that now um, are just overrun with, you know. White people. Lovely businesses, exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, you're, you're trying to be nice, but I'm going to say it, white people. Um, But not even that, and it's just like, you, they come in and try to change the city um, without actually understanding, like, the cultural media behind it, right? Um, and it's, it's disgusting to watch, actually. Um, but it's only so much that one person can do. And that's where I say, like, at that point, like, I just respect my boundaries on shit because it's like, mm. I be trying to do some shit, but also it's like, eh, ain't nobody got time for no bullshit. Mm-hmm. Nobody got time because niggas, niggas not really about it. You feel me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, that's another thing that, like, I honestly don't think about as much in California. Don't get me wrong. There's plenty of gentrification going on around here, especially in, like, the in Oakland and San Francisco and places like that. But... One, I grew up in San Jose, which has always been a little bit more gentrified from the beginning uh, because it's Silicon Valley. And so I do see gentrification in my neighborhoods that I grew up, but not as much. And so I I don't even know what it would feel like to watch that happening to something that, like, you get what I'm saying? Like, I fully um, hate it. But I can only imagine how it would feel when you have, like, a real connection to that community that it's happening to. You know what I mean? Right. And it's happening in real time. Right. You're, you're sitting there watching it. <laughs> like, it's it's crazy. Because there's, again, in San Jose, there's not very many predominantly black areas. Uh, so... Yeah, I didn't... I didn't I didn't have that feeling, but it would be sad. I would be very sad, actually. Like, if I had that community and you know that, like, this is ours. And then when I grow up, it's like, wait, what you doing? (laughs) Give it back. (laughs) It's like somebody coming in and stealing your toys. 
like when exactly. you're a kid, like in, in, in like kindergarten and like to not obviously not trivialize it, but that's the picture that I got in my head. Like you're sitting there playing as a kid with a block in preschool and all of a sudden this nude kid comes in and just snatches the block out of your hand and then runs away in the corner and starts playing with it and nobody reprimands the little fucker. Right. Nobody <laughs> gives you your block back. You're just supposed to sit there and take it. It's my block. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. That is crazy. But um, my parents are going to D.C. in September because um, my dad's a huge, like, history buff. So he's – and they've retired recently, so that's, like, one of his dream vacations is to go do the tourist shit in D.C. But you don't ever really hear about, like – that's all you ever hear about in D.C., like, politics and, you know, the touristy stuff. You don't ever hear – like, I didn't know D.C. was called Chocolate City until, like, maybe a few years ago. Really? Yeah. No, I didn't know there was a bunch of black people in D.C. And, again, granted, maybe because I'm all the way on the other side of the country, but that was new news to me. Are you serious? Yeah. I always thought it was wow, a bunch of white people because of, like, you know, politics, and that's where the White House is. So I just knew it was just a bunch of, you know, white people. And and it's crazy because growing up, granted, like, I knew that, like, white people, like, were a thing. Like, we would see them on the train and stuff. But, like, <coughs> me growing up, all I saw was black people. <coughs> That's crazy. Like, always told us like this. Like. <laughs> That's crazy. I think in my, in my city, I went to the school with the most black kids um but we still were the minority in the school and the only reason we had the school with the most black kids is because we had the best best athletic program and so they would recruit students from different areas and like have them use different addresses or whatever so that they can play for our teams to the point where during my junior year, they unenrolled every single student and made every single student re-enroll and come down to the school with proof of address because there were so many people at our school that weren't in our district. Wow. Yeah. So basically, they brought all the black people to our school for sports because, you know, that's all we can do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I've always wondered, like, what it would... And then I didn't go out of state for school or for college or anything like that. So I've always wondered, like, what it would... What my life or my life experience would have be like now, even, if I had gone to a school that was... look like People look like me. Mm. Yeah. That's real. That's crazy. Because, like, I, I'm honestly, like, grateful... Um, just because, like, I know, like, for me, like, growing up, like, like, I had all black teachers, like, everything, like, was black, like, and it honestly just, like, molded me, you know, because, like, granted, like, we spend, like, most of our times, like, at school or, like, mm -hmm. at work, you know? So, like, you don't realize, like, how much of that time, like, you're, just, like, spent, like, damn, these people are really, like, playing a large portion in my life, and you don't realize until, like, maybe 20 years later, like, oh, snap, bro, like, 
Um, so definitely, like, just having that, like, strong, like, guidance and just, like, leadership is just, like, really beautiful. Especially, like, from black women, like, mm-hmm. all of my teachers, like, were basically, like, black women and, like, a few black men. Um, and it wasn't probably until middle school where I had a white teacher. That's crazy. Yeah. It wasn't until middle school. I've had um, one, maybe two black teachers in my entire school career. And one was my first grade teacher, uh, Ms. Milner. She's the teacher that I remember the most um, because she distinctly took an interest in me. Like she uh, had my mom's cell phone number, had, you know, like direct contact with my parents anything I did I got like anything I did in class my parents knew about it because she's like no like I think I was one of two black girls in the class and so both of us she was like oh no I'm gonna know your parents I'm gonna be on your ass at in first grade (laughs) and 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 to this day I'm 34 years old about to be 34 years old and she's the main teacher I remember Miss Milner and it was my first grade Mm -hmm. teacher but she was the only black woman I've ever had. And I I want to say I had a black male teacher, but I can't remember who. And then there was a black male teacher, a black male science teacher at my high school. But everybody hated him, Professor Proby. Um, he was an ass. <laughs> um, I think he would be comparable to maybe like Ben Carson. That's the, the Republican guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he would be relatable to him. So everybody hated him. But even growing up, like, my my family used to make so much fun of me because they said I was I always talk like a white girl. And then when I hit high school, they are like, you went the complete opposite direction and just got real ghetto. And I was like, it's because I finally found black people in San Jose. Like, I grew up with all white, Mexican, or Asian people. Like, like the Bay Area is a very much a melting pot, but there's not very many black people in San Jose. Um... But then when I got to high school, they were all there. And so it was like this crazy different experience. And so I I just always think like, what if I had had that experience like through my whole, don't get me wrong, I love who I am now. Um, Like you said, I am proud of me. So (laughs) I'm not saying that, but you always, yes, you always wonder like the what ifs, right? Like what if I had done this? What if I had done something different? Or what if this had happened? But yeah. I, I have to admit, I'm a little envious of people who got to really grow up in communities that were Black-centered or had a lot of Black people because that's what I want for, I think that's what I want for my kids. I don't want them to be, like, living in the ghettos and having to struggle and doing all that part of the experience. Um, but having that really strong community that looks like you and that's trying to pour into you um, and make sure you grow up to be somebody, like, I want that. Definitely. Yeah. That's, that was fun. That felt good. Um, <laughs> celebrating blackness and growing up in blackness. Um, let's do our high blessings. So again, like I said, positive self-talk, positive, uh, affirmations are something that I am really, intentional about incorporating into my daily life um and why not do that while high right because that's really my model for almost everything um 
So you went first on what we're smoking. So I'll go first on my high blessing. And um, my high blessing is something that I've been really kind of repeating to myself lately because I'm working on a project, a very, very big project that's going to be a lot of fucking money and a lot of hard work. But I keep telling myself I dream big because my success is, my success is going to be huge. Like, I have to keep dreaming big, these big grand ideas, because I know my success is going to be even bigger than the dream that I'm having. And so I got to keep pushing myself because these little goals that I'm making for myself, I'm reaching them, but they're not making the impact I'm looking for, or they're not making the impact that I know I could be making. And so I want to affirm um, these big, dreamy, fantastical goals Um that match the success that I know I'm destined for. That's beautiful. Thank you. Um, and it felt really good saying it. I like this is one of my favorite parts of the the show because I always just get this really good feeling after I say my high blessing. Um, words have power, and so really saying your affirmations and your your positive thoughts and talking to yourself nice out loud. I'm finding is really just making those affirmations I used to say in my head so much more impactful and so much more powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what is your high blessing for today? My high blessing for today um, would be protecting my peace, uh, protecting my energy, um, but also, wow, loving unconditionally and like loving wholly and loving honestly, um, and allowing myself to love and be loved <laughs> as well, um, in every capacity, uh, just because like, I feel like a lot of times as women, um, we, and as black women, we know how to give love out. We know how to cook for somebody. We know how to do this. We know how to do that. But do we know how to allow somebody to do things for us? Mm -hmm. Like, do we know how to allow ourselves to be loved, allow ourselves to be taken care of? So just um, allowing myself to rest to know when to rest and to be mindful that it's not laziness to rest. Like, it's not, you're not being lazy. Like, you're actually taking a break because you need to take a break. Like, get off your feet. Like, black woman, <laughs> like, please <Yeah. laughs> get off of your feet. Like, it is okay. Like, the dishes can get done tomorrow. <laughs> like, I know, for example, me, I am a person where I like my space, like, especially, like, my kitchen, like, spotless, but I've had to learn that, yo, like, you can you can do that in the morning, baby girl. Like, you're tired. It's okay. Like, because sometimes, like, we'll work and work and work and grind it, like, Nobody is putting that work on us, but then also it's 
us putting the pressure on ourselves, and I've had to learn to take that pressure off myself. Because, bro, who are you doing this for? Like, mm. chill out. Like, it's gonna get done. Like, <laughs> yeah, I really, especially like the like you said, something like your body is telling you you're tired and you just want to rest, or your mind is even, maybe your body's not telling you, maybe your mind or your emotions are telling you, like, yo, sit your ass down. But you're like, oh, just let me clean this real quick. Girl, it'll be in there in the morning. <laughs> like, it'll be there in the morning. Especially, is anybody coming over? Like, no? What? So, who you like you said, who are you doing this for? Who are you what? wearing yourself out for extra besides literally your own self and your own self is telling you to go sit your ass down mm-hmm. yeah it, it gets very hard like i said we were talking about earlier like especially black women we're taught from a very early age that everything has to be perfect you always have to be working there are times where i'm sitting doing nothing and i'm like what could i be doing right now and I'm like, oh, I could be doing this. Oh, I could be doing this. I'm like, well, but I'm so tired. So then just sit the fuck still. Like, relax. Yeah, relax. Like, if you're sitting here thinking about things you can do and even that is making you tired, maybe you just need to sit down and be still for a while. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's perfectly okay. Actually, it's you, like you said, protecting your peace because otherwise you're going to lose your mind. Mm-hmm. So I very much love that for you um, and hope that you continue to remind yourself to protect your peace, but also allow yourself grace and allow yourself to be sometimes taken care of by others. If that's what they're, you know, able to do in that moment and that's what you need in that moment, because I think that's another thing we have a hard time with is letting other people take care of us. Like you said, letting other people love us like. No, I'm supposed to do all the taking care of, like, right? I, that's my job. I thought, what's what you mean? And so yeah. then it gets to the point where you don't even know how to accept it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I forget what it is now, but I remember there was a time where me and my best friend, we were doing something with these two guys. We were out somewhere. And I think they offered, but it wasn't like a date or anything, but they were kind of trying to pursue us, but it, it wasn't a real date. And so me and her were like, oh, we'll pay for ourselves because this is, we're just kicking it. And they're like, oh no, let me pay for you. No, why? They're like, we just, we're just trying to be nice. <laughs> like, like we're just trying to like, let us do something nice for you ladies. Nah, it's okay. It, it's, it's fine. I got this. And, like, I still think about that to this day. Now, mind you, this is when we were in, like, our very early 20s. But it's just that sense of not not knowing how to n- allow somebody else to, to take care of you sometimes. And it not having to be with an ulterior motive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the key. That's the key. Yeah. Like, um, because a lot of times, like, it was crazy because I was just talking to um, my best friend. Um, about a similar situation where, like, I was honestly, like, a little nervous because, like, um, I had experienced uh, violence from men, like, when, like, uh, giving, uh, what's it called, um,
Rejection. <laughs> <laughs> That's the weed right there. <laughs> What's the word? Uh, I know what I'm trying to say, like, but it just won't come out. <laughs> No, for real, like, what's the word? But, um, yeah, like, so, like, it's just, like, why? Like, like, so I feel you, like, on that, like, no, like, like, at home, like, cause, cause, like, I have, like, personally, like, experienced, like, I remember one time, like, first of all, like, I remember, <laughs> it was, it's crazy to think about now, like, and how life is, but, like, I was on the bus on my way home from work, one of them jobs, and I was just tired as hell. And, of course, this nigga tries to talk to me, but my, I'm on the bus, okay? It's about 10, 11 o'clock at night. Like, I'm probably on, like, one of the last buses, like, at this point. Like, probably, like, even later than that. Like, this nigga trying to talk to me, and I'm, like, ignoring the shit out of him. Mind you, like, I got my headphones in, so I'm trying to play it off. Like, and, like, literally, like, he peeps that I'm just, like, ignoring the shit out of him bangs on the window of the bus mind you he's outside of the bus yeah like so definitely like it's been like moments where i'm just like oh shit like but like as a woman and definitely like uh, it's just it's just uh, it makes you extremely cautious Um, yeah no for real like we have to have like our like um antennas like up like all the time like because you you have to be like aware like mm-hmm. you have to navigate this world like with so many lenses like mm-hmm. especially like like um how, uh whichever um demographic you may fit into or multiple shit like intersectionality is a real thing um so it's like, uh, well, one, at first, I'm very sorry that happened to you. Because um, I can imagine how that made you feel in the moment. Um, and sadly, honestly, I'm sorry. I said, but honestly, I, I, I appreciate that. But honestly, it's like, and granted, it's, it sucks that we have to think this way. But it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, and I was about to say, you and know, it's like, sadly. Nigga, you feel me? Like. Sadly, everyone has, mm -hmm. every black woman has a story like that, multiple black, like stories like that. And that's the sad part. And, you know, and that's the thing. That's the part that makes, that's what makes us hesitant to show emotion or show or like be, uh, or be loved or even accept things without thinking there's going to be an ulterior motive because we've been put in so many situations where that is the case. Mm-hmm. And so it makes you always look at something with like the side eye, like, nah, what, what you really trying to do? Right. But at the end of the day, we really do deserve those things. It's just, it's so foreign to us because that's not how we are treated because people don't, people don't care about black women. I firmly believe that. Um, but it's like, you know, that one, um, it reminds me of, I seen a video or a reel or something of this girl who, the guy on the guy who was videotaping, he was like, yeah, would you, like, if I walked up to you and asked you for your number, would you give it to me? 
And everybody he was asking, they all said no, 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 or sure. Sometimes I guess if they wanted to give him his number. But the lady, the lady he walked up to, she's like, "Of course." He's like, "Well, why'd you say it like that?" She said, "Anybody can get my number." He's like, "What do you mean?" He's a like, niggas is crazy. Like you hear stories all the time of a woman saying, "No, you can't have my number," or "No, I don't want to talk to you," or just ignoring you because they're obviously not trying to pay you no mind, and your response is to get violent. And bang, bang on a window or, you know, call her out her name. And it's gotten to the point where we do have to protect ourselves. And right. it's sad, but, I, and I had never or thought even, of it that way. Um, like women facing physical violence. I know like in high school, actually, um, a girl I went to high school with actually um, was um, a victim of homicide mm. because of her rejecting um, some man's advances mind you we were in high school like this is a grown-ass man but Mm -hmm. um so yeah just like the threat of violence but then also like i try knowing that and just being aware of it i try not to navigate my life on oh shit something violent is gonna happen Mm -hmm. like because at the end of the day like yeah we know it's yeah, we know it may happen, but be aware of it. But don't don't be paranoid. Like right. don't, don't let it paralyze you. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Or let it keep you from going out the house. Like you still have to live. And I think that's the that's the balance that we were originally talking about. Is like, you know, you have to be aware, and you know these things are happening, and that's what makes us put up those walls. But at the same time, when you put up those walls, you're also keeping out the people who can and really do love you. And really can sh- show you that support. So you have to find that happy middle of awareness and acceptance of love. Awareness of of possible ulterior motives, uh, danger, obviously. Like, you always got to be watching. But you also have to accept love when it really, truly comes to you. And that will never come in the form of violence. Exactly. Yeah. Um, one thing that like I've had to learn about myself and gen- and then just learn about love in general is that um, and I don't recall the scripture exactly but love is patient, love is kind, love is, is gentle um, but then also love is like really freedom you know like you don't feel stifled like you feel whole and love and then also like just learning to love myself and having to love on myself at a young age like it was like okay bad like you built for this like you know like so do you um <clears throat> do you think that being uh, diagnosed with Graves' disease forced you to start finding self-love sooner? Because I, I feel like our 20s is when um, we really are, you know, trying to figure out who we are and and what love means to us and all that stuff. And I feel like normally in your later 20s is when you start realizing, oh, let's talk about loving myself versus loving an external person. Um, but do you think because you were sick that 
kind of accelerated that let me love myself part for you? Well, um, first and foremost, I don't know where the confidence in me came from, but I've always had that sense of self-love. Like, yes, I'd love to hear that. that. <laughs> Let me just like pause right. for that moment because that is so special. <laughs> that is so, so very beautifully special. I love that for you. I love that for you so much because that's not, Thank that's you. rare. That's rare. And I think it should be celebrated every time because that is a gift. And I can, I feel like I can already, like when we're talking, like you have this very, like you said, confident, you're very assured of yourself. And I, I feel that coming off. And so when you said that, like, I've always kind of had this self-love. I'm like, yes, you have. Yes, you have. I can see that being you. I can see you being like four years old saying, I'm that girl mommy. <laughs> yes. yes. No, for real. Um, and so, like, I feel like with me being diagnosed with Graves' disease, um, because, like, it didn't exasperate my self-love um, versus, like, it made me, honestly, like, transparently, when I first was diagnosed with Graves' disease, I, I wanted to hide it, uh, act like, I truly was acting like I wasn't sick, like, so, like, because granted, like, when I was first diagnosed, it was just a diagnosis like it wasn't anything going wrong like it was just like okay bet like I see these things in your chart like let's you know work it out like let's okay bet like um so like it wasn't it was more so of like uh, it's in the back of my head you know you know them old shoes in the back of your closet like <laughs> That you don't never wear, but you ain't never getting rid of. Like, yeah, like, it was like, I was just like, all right, but, like, I'll, I push it to the back burner, you know. Um, and I didn't really let it get to me and bother me because it wasn't bothering me. I had mm-hmm. I had lived with it for so long unknowingly that I was like, okay, but now I have. I can put a name to all these things, all these feelings, but it's like, okay, I'm going to keep living, like, mm-hmm. so, like, as far as, like, my self-love and self-confidence, like, yeah, like, I, I, like, I feel like, for one, like, if you don't love yourself, like, can't nobody love you, like, who gonna love you if you don't love you, but then for two, like, it's been so many phases in my life where I can remember looking into a mirror and being like, damn, like, I really like what I see. Mm-hmm. Like, and granted, like, you know, <laughs> me being 28 now, I might not like what I see now. Like, bitch, what was you doing? <laughs> yeah, looking back. <laughs> right. But the stages in life, it's like, yeah, like, and I've had, like, times in my life where People have tried to break that confidence and they're like, no, like, you, that's ego. Da, da, da. And it's like, no, it's not. Like, you're just mad that I'm confident. Well, I think ego has like this negative connotation and it can, but I don't think it always has to be negative. Like, you should have ego. 
Like, you should have confidence about yourself and think that you the shit. Like, <clears throat> the problem comes in when you think you're better than everyone else. Right. And that puts you on a higher pedestal. And that's where the problem comes in. But you absolutely should have ego about yourself. What, like, like you said, I've always been the person to look in the mirror and say, I like what I see. That's not something that you should not want. Like, I would, I would love that all the time, at a, especially at a younger age. I feel like I would have made way different decisions if I felt that way at a younger age. So if that's ego, baby, bring it on. I'll take it. <laughs> that's real. But also, I've always been the type where, even as a child, I'll listen to what you have to say, but do I have to internalize that? No. Mm-hmm. Like, I can always listen. I always mm-hmm. have a listening ear. Like, I can always hear what's going on. But do I have to take it in? Do I have to breathe it in? Mm-hmm. Nah. Yeah. Because I'm broke. I'm broke. I listen to you, but that's a you problem. That's that's not a me nah, thing. Because, <laughs> like, I, I am broke, protectful of me. Like, I've had to, to learn to be. But then also, like, I have um, been spoken over in many different, like, portions and like phases of my life where it's like nah like you 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 got you got something so I'm like all right bet like I'm I'm taking it you know mm-hmm. like when 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 you're shown something it's like okay bet yeah. why not I love that I feel like I'm kind of at that point now in my life like I saw my moments where I doubt myself or whatever but for the most part <laughs> Like I said, I'm proud of me. And uh, I think that this is a feeling that everyone should feel about themselves at some point in their life. Like, obviously, we hope it's the sooner the better because I'm telling you, things get, I wouldn't say life gets easier, but dealing with life gets a little bit easier. Yeah, and then also, like, one thing that I've had to learn like as an adult and like first of all navigating adulthood (laughs) where like at times you don't feel like an adult because it's like what the fuck um but like life is going to keep on going regardless like so either you just want to sit there in your shit or you're going to keep going and i will say that and take time for yourself definitely like, I do reserve moments where, like, if I am feeling some type of way, if I'm upset, like, I do take some time to sit in my shit. But also in that sitting in that shit, I'm like, okay, bet you're going to find a way to navigate this shit. Like, you're not just going to be sitting in your shit. Like, come on, bro. Like, get up. Like, do something. Like, so definitely just, like, because life going to keep going regardless. Like, whether you sit in there for two minutes, three months, or two years, mm-hmm. or 20 years, mm-hmm. like, life gonna keep on going, like, and niggas gonna be looking around, and one day you gonna pop up and be like, oh, shit, like, what the fuck, so, like, yeah, 20 why years. not? 20 years have gone by, and you're like, shit. Right, like, why not, like, handle your shit, but then also, like, and I don't mean that, like, in a negative connotation so much, it's like, do what you love now, like, like, I definitely had to um, learn from just that experience of 
getting sick for real for real and facing the reality of death head on that yo like you can't just be out here just working for nothing like do something that you love like do what you really like you know and granted like it was hard figuring it out but then also like I feel like the universe also gives you the time when you need it. Like, looking back on it, <laughs> I didn't realize that, that I had so much time because I had been working since I was about 14, for real. <laughs> and, like, working, like, every day, like, and being at 25, like, damn, like, Niggas think you should just start working at 18. Like, nah. Like, so I've been working for almost 10 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, like, now it's time to take a break, take a rest. Like, and, like, at one point, like, granted, I was navigating mentally the space that I was in, like, being disabled. But then also, um, like, sitting around, like, yo, like, what am I, what, what do I do? Like, I don't have school. I don't have work. Like, oh, this is what I like to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's really about, like, just taking that time to connect with yourself and then also, like, just ground yourself, like, being, like, very self-aware. Like, I I definitely try to, like, uh, preach that, like, as well. Like, just being self-aware because it's, it's key because a lot of times, but then also, like, realizing in your self-awareness that other niggas ain't as self-aware as you. Niggas just want nigga. But you know, also- and I think, I think that has been something that, like, I'm getting better at, but especially in the very beginning of this whole, like, self-awareness journey I, w- I am on, I was like, okay, I'm self-aware, so what the fuck is your excuse? And, like, finally having to realize, like, I can only control me. I'm only responsible for me. And so worrying about somebody else's self-awareness is not going to do anything but bring me a headache. (coughs) And so you just got to let it go. Keep it pushing. The only person I can be responsible for is me. No, for real. Um, But it's so hard. It's so difficult. Especially when you know like when it's more of an intimate relationship and so you know that person has potential to be doing better and so it's really coming from more of a place of you wanting them to succeed and wanting to see them reach their potential but you can't make nobody want want better for themselves whether that's you know financially you know their job you know where they're at in life their partner in life or whatever the fucking situation is you can't make nobody want better whether or not you see it in them or not. The problem is they don't see it. Right. And, like, for me, I don't navigate my life on potential. Mm-hmm. Um, just because potential is a reality. Potential is a fact. Like, niggas have all the potential in the world. Like, but God damn it, if you ain't making shit shake and you ain't bringing no money in, like, I don't got time for potential. Like, I need, I need 
Yeah. <laughs> That's a word. Like, I ain't got time for potential. I need results now. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, I need facts. I need data. Like, granted, like, you can take potential into account. But also, if if it's not coming into the works, like, if you're not doing the work behind it, you're not doing it. If you're not putting in the effort, like, anybody got time. Mm-hmm. Like, and eventually, I mean, again, potential could go on forever. You can always have the potential and never get the results. So how long am I going to sit around with you? Not long. Not long. I don't remember how we got here. <laughs> but I love all of it. Um... This, I will say, was definitely not the topic we were going to talk about, but I love it so much more because it just felt like a very organic sister yeah. smoke session where you just talk about, like, <laughs> random shit. It yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> you just talk about random shit, and I feel like, you know, you dropping bombs and gems about, you know, life and potential and, and, and you know, loving yourself. Uh, I've very much enjoyed this. <laughs> I'm so glad I have as well. Yeah. And um I I I will say that I absolutely see the potential in you, but I also see the results. So that's 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 <laughs> the difference. <laughs> because I just get a feeling like, oh, she gonna do some shit. <laughs> she gonna do some shit. But like she actually gonna do it. <laughs> so Thank I, you. Yeah, I love that. I'm so glad that we finally got to talk. Your your vibe is super chill, which I think I need. I need somebody who can like sometimes bring me down a little bit, <laughs> level me out. So I love yeah, that. Like, I feel like don't get me wrong, you know, like you know. I, oh, oh no, <laughs> we know she go up in a hospital and raise holy hell. <laughs> we know I'm that. Say, my favorite word is decorum. You know. <laughs> time and place for everything like, yes. that is literally my favorite word like. yes like that I feel like that's also a meme like you know I have no idea I don't, I don't know I, I'm pretty sure it's a meme somewhere something along the lines of like yeah I'm calm now but you flip this switch and you don't even know this person but she gonna yeah, get you together but, real um, quick yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you know with love with, with love, love. Yeah. and with grace like but um definitely like <clears throat> um getting back to uh just cannabis um i feel like people and granted cannabis isn't a foreign product or a foreign aspect in life it's just more popularized now um, it's in everything. It's everywhere. You see it. And granted, like, now it's getting to the point where, like, I'm grateful that I'm afforded the right to have medical because now, like, I don't know what the fuck they're selling on the street. Honestly, I don't even want to, like, dabble, like, because uh, like, they, it's just like... I don't even think because I feel like over there y'all are more 
Like y'all, it's Cali, so like y'all like been with the shit. You feel mm-hmm. me? Like versus like DC, they have something like called like Delta Eight or something. Mm-hmm. Like, have you heard of it? Yeah, and uh, Delta like, Eight I, or Delta Nine. I never know which one. Um, but yeah, that's I. I mean, I've seen stuff out here like that, but it's that's more in the smoke shops that I see that. Like, you don't see it in the dispensaries as much, or at least not the ones. Yeah, that I, I mean, it's not. I will say it's not in the dispensaries at all, but um. But I know that that's like, why people were accessing it because they couldn't get access to regular THC. Cannabis. It was in like the gas stations, like really yeah. bad and stuff, but. I'm just like, I don't, I don't, I don't have time. Like, and especially because like, for me, like I said, cannabis is, um, a a healer, honestly, Mm -hmm. like we can use all these fancy terms, but at the end of the day, like, like this plant, like has, has some healing aspects, both mentally and physically, like it has been like such a beautiful experience, um. And honestly, like, I feel like um, at some point in life, I do want to, because I feel like I'm going to have, like, so many careers. (laughs) Um, But at some point in life, I do want to, um, I don't even want to, like, own my own dispensary because I don't want to do the business side of things. I want to work with a dispensary on, like, growing, like, cannabis. Like, Mm -hmm. I really want to, like, be behind the scenes and, like, be, like, the little plant lady, like, in the back, like, yeah, these are all my babies, like, mm-hmm. like, showing her by, like, cannabis and shit, like, and, like, really getting into it, like, and, like, turned out, because, like, I love it, um, so, it so, two, two things, one, I firmly believe that are, there are certain things that you should never buy from a gas station, <laughs> like, just based on principle, one is seafood, or sushi? Nope. Not from a gas yeah. station. And yeah. definitely not from a gas station in like the middle of the state, like the country, like Kansas. Where are you getting right. the food? Where, where are you getting the fish yeah. from? This exactly. is not right. It's not going to be right. But number two, cannabis. I'm not, I'm not buying cannabis. This is a different kind of gas that I'm looking for. Right. So those, I, I mean, and I'm sure there's other things on those lists, on that list, but those are the top two. Sushi, and cannabis are not to be bought from the gas station. But, um, and then the other thing is, have you ever grown? I could see you being a grower because you, you very much have that love for the plant and like the, the knowledge, you want the knowledge behind it to fill out, to get the medicinal uses and the healing properties out of it. So I could very much see you being a grower um, or like in that field. Have you ever grown yourself? Like at home or anything? Um, honestly, no. Uh, just uh, because I don't have the time or capacity. And when I do take on that endeavor, I really want to dedicate the time to it. Mm-hmm. Like it's not going to be just like you know a side project. You know, like we always pick up side projects. Like yeah, I'm gonna do this. Yeah, I'm gonna mm-hmm. do that. And like you know, but like for that, like I really want to like take the time and like okay, bad like really like lock in and like really basically like be in school again mm-hmm. and like study mm-hmm. um just like the medical science behind it and like um one of my plans um is to actually like 
have a whole like greenhouse <laughs> as well like all the herbs and you know every type of herb <laughs> yeah i say every year also, that i like, grow tomatoes and i say every year that i'm a grow and I, I always look up and i'm like oh shit i was supposed to start growing like two months ago yeah but because um, because it is it's something that you have to like set out time for you because you don't want to put it is work you don't want to put all this work in and do it half-assed right exactly so i fully understand that but i could i could absolutely see you having your own like greenhouse you just like you said your earth sign you give me that earth baby vibe <laughs> yeah i have like 45 plants but i don't really like dirt so, um, I just, I just like the green stuff. <laughs> and so every year I say, I'm going to add a, a cannabis plant to this collection over here, but I've yet to do it. Uh, but yeah, so I don't think I'll ever do a whole greenhouse because like, then you, that's like real dirt and like bugs and stuff. Yeah, I'm starting, um, like, you know, just, like, small, like, little houseplants right now. Um, but, like, eventually, like, as, um, what's called, life goes on and, like, transition and, like, continuation, um, going to build the whole, like, like what this judge like to see, like, on HGTV, like. <laughs> That's going to be dope. That would I, I could absolutely see that. Maybe if I ever get out to Z, DC, then I can come visit your your new greenhouse. We're manifesting <laughs> it. We're seeing it in the universe. It's gonna happen. It's a thing. It's a thing. Yes. Um, so I think it's um, about the time to get ready to head out. But before we head out, we always in the session uh, with a random ass question from the random ass question list, because what is highness without randomness, right? I mean, this whole conversation has been random and I love it. <laughs> um, so I have a list of questions and they're numbered four through 20 and you can pick a number and then I'll ask you that question. Hey. Um, I gotta find where number is. I really need to get a better system of numbering things in my little notebook here. Okay, number eight. If you could have the sequel to any movie, what would it be? I know, I'm sitting here. I know what movie, like, inspired this question, but I also feel like there's a better answer out there. Honestly, and I I will say it's probably because it is my favorite movie, and I would just, like, want to see the character development and everything, and want to see where they would take the movie. Um, but, like, if... Outcasts um, did an Idlewild too. That's good. That would be like really dope. Like if Aunt 
graduated Deloitte and like all the different fight police out there and like they just chicken like and like really like that would be that would be fun. That's a good choice. I loved that movie. That's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, when because it... like granted, like when we look at the time in history, um, like the time period, like it was like really shitty for black people. It's like, come on now. But just the fact of that movie, granted, like it was filled with like violence and everything, <laughs> but just the black joy and even though it wasn't violent, it wasn't, you know, you ain't see like niggas hanging on the trees, like you ain't see like you tell me, like granted, like we know that shit was like going on, but you know, like if you got to like really see like granted it wasn't what everybody would consider like what everybody's cup of tea would be. Mm-hmm. But you got to see an expression of black joy mm-hmm. and just like the dancing and just like the harmony and like the music. The music in that movie is so beautiful and the cinematography, bro, like when I tell you like that shit is just like beautiful and then like the soundtrack, I'm like really a music lover, like when I tell you like and it's just like everything like yeah, all wrapped into one. So. Honestly the um, the music and the cinematography, I remember that more, because it's been actually a very long time since I've watched that movie, but that's what I remember about the movie more than the storyline. Like, I know what it was about, but, and I'm remembering bits and pieces, but really what, like, whenever I think of that movie, what pops into my head is first the music and then the cinematography, because, like, it just, like, when they were in the club and dancing and, like, just like you said, that black joy and having fun, it just, like, really... It's a special place in your heart, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. The um, the only movie I can think of, and the one that I'm pretty sure inspired this question, um, is Salt uh, with Angelina Jolie. I actually have never seen it. No, I saw it. Me and my cousins went and saw it in, in the movie theaters, and it ended on a cliffhanger she jumped into the ocean and she was going on a mission and nothing like what what happened i need to know where she went did she did she find out did she find the russian guy did she survive the jump even like i have a lot of questions that to this day haven't been answered and i just knew when the mo- the first one came out i just knew there was going to be a second one because it's Angelina Jolie, and she's all, like, they, people love her. She's, of course, going to get a second movie to this, and it ended on a cliffhanger, so, I mean, it's a thing. No? Nothing. Years later, nothing. This is quite disappointing. Um, but I also feel like there's a better answer out there that I just can't think of right now. And because I'm still amped up after not getting my salt, too, for years it's the only thing that ever comes to mind when I think of a sequel. But it, overall, I really like the movie. Well. That's where I feel like if you feel like <laughs> putting like 
just like a background, like what if like you would like play crickets, like like for me, like because I have no idea, <laughs> like what though. It's like, a good movie. You should watch it. Just know that it ends on a cliffhanger. You're <laughs> never gonna know. But I I don't like cliffhangers, so I am. They make me so upset. They make me so upset. And then, so I was watching. I also don't really watch most shows that are currently on TV because I don't like waiting for the next season. So I'd rather just wait for the entire show to get canceled or end and then binge watch it because it'll be on some streaming somewhere eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I was watching a couple weeks ago. I was watching My Wife and Kids on Hulu. And it ended on a cliffhanger. And then it was like, back to season one, episode one. I said, excuse you? Oh, wow. I said, no one ever told me (laughs) that my wife and kids ends on a cliffhanger. Just like Moesha. We never know what happens to Miles. I never, and see, I never actually watched Moesha enough to, like, be that invested or that involved even when it um like came on on hulu and stuff like that i was like okay yeah. i wasn't really i was like i mean like, okay nostalgia a little bit but <laughs> well that's what it was for me because that's when i watched it my cousins actually used to watch Moesha every time it came on TV, but I'd never really liked Moesha. She annoyed me as a child. And so I was like, oh, let me watch it now as an adult and see if she still annoys me. She absolutely still did. But I also, once I start something, I kind of have to finish it. It's a little bit, you know, like it's a thing for me. Um, so, so yeah, I, 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 you, I didn't really I didn't really like Moesha's character the entire show. And then you're going to end on a cliffhanger and never talk, tell me what happens to the brother. There should be a lawsuit. Because I just need you guys to come back like I feel like all the old sitcoms that that didn't get like finales, like didn't end should all go right one last episode, like maybe an hour long episode too. Because, you know, sitcoms are only 30 minutes. That's a lot to fit in, you know, the wrapping up of everything. So I feel like just go back and make, like, one hour-long episode and just let us know what happened. Right. It's so so upsetting. Yeah, if I had to bring back a TV show to, to get a sequel or figure out what happened, it would definitely be my wife and kids. Well, that, this has been fun. This has been a wonderful time. And I've been, uh, I feel like I've learned from you and learned to love myself a little bit more and give myself a little bit more grace sometimes um, just from your example. So I just want to say, one, thank you for coming on. And two, thank you for those, that feeling and that reassurance and that confidence that you just like, I feel like you just transferred to me through all the way from the East Coast. Like we just went, you know, all of the U.S. is feeling all the confidence right now. Like, I feel like people have to be confident after hearing this. So, thank you. <laughs> I am so glad that I could do that for you, honestly and truly. Um, it's it's just a beautiful... <clears throat> excuse me. It's just a beautiful thing. 
Um, definitely want to do a shameless plug. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> um, I can be followed on all social media um, at the Erica B. Um, A-R-Y-K-A-H-B. Uh, and also, um, I am a published author. Um, somebody once told me that I don't give myself enough uh, credit when it comes to my work and what I do. Because um, I tell people I'm a poet and they just be like, no, bro, like, you write books. Like, <laughs> stop playing. So, um, but all of my books, <clears throat> excuse me, are available on Amazon. Um, and the link can be found in the bio on my Instagram. So, yeah. Um, definitely, like, I'm not, um, I'm pretty much like an open book. Like, granted, like, I'm not the best person when it comes to, um, what's it called? Responding to people via social media because I am busy all the time. But definitely, like, I'm, I'm you know, a nice person. Like, when you're friendly, hey. <laughs> yes, yes. As I always say, uh, hit her up, conversate, but don't be a weirdo. Um, like understand that people have lives and so she may not be able to get back to you from what I hear you got like 17 jobs so like (laughs) just over the course of this recording so I fully understand like give her like you know three to five business days sometimes people she will get back to you Um, but yes I, I love that I always want to let the people know how they can get in touch with you. And yes, I'm with your friend who says that you do not plug yourself enough because I didn't know that you had books on your page. And I've been on your page a bunch of times now. That may be that I just wasn't paying attention, which is a very possible thing. But still, I say we tell everybody in the world that you write books and you do this thing. And my favorite saying is give a black woman your money. And so I think that the people should give you their money and in return they get poetry which is i mean can you ask for more (laughs) like good vibes uh in return for monetary compensation sounds like a win-win for me no for real (laughs) so i will make sure to put um all of your links in the show notes so that the people know how to get in touch with you again Talk to her. Don't be a weirdo. Give her your money. You know, give her some extra money if you'd like. I'm, we're here for it. Um, you guys can follow us on Bluntly Black Girls on IG and Bluntly BLK Girls on Twitter, which apparently is now X. Which, let you know, last little rant, I don't like it. I don't like it. When I woke up in the morning and I looked at my phone and I see, I was like, what the hell is this stupid app? When I download this, I didn't download this. I'm like, what? X. What is this shit? I don't like it. I just don't like it. Let's actually talk about it because um, my phone has been basically rejecting the idea of X because, (laughs) granted, the app is X, but every time I close out of the window, it still looks like the Twitter bird. So (laughs) it's not until I open the actual, like, um... What's it called? The folder? Mm-hmm. You know how, like, iPhones, like, you open a folder? Like, mm-hmm. it's not until I actually open a folder that I see the X. Ugh, so, like, I my wish. phone is even, like, rejecting the idea of, like, 
you act like what? Like it just doesn't make sense. Like, it's why? and it feels no. like such. Uh, I don't know why. And I, I guess this is a horrible thing to say because it's a black and white logo. But it just the blue bird felt very inviting and and welcoming. Yeah. And now you got this big black and white X that just feels very negative and like dark and and restrictive. <laughs> yeah, which you know, honestly, is seems very fitting from what I've heard of the changes. So maybe they're right on brand. Yeah, I really don't um, get on Twitter that much because, like, even like you can't call it X. Like, it's it's still Twitter. It's still like. Twitter. Yeah, fully agree. Fully agree. Um, but yeah, I appreciate you indulging in that side rant with me. Most people are like, doesn't stay on track, but you, you were awesome. You were awesome. <laughs> Um, so again, uh, bluntly black girls on IG, bluntly BLK girls on Twitter and visit the website at www.bluntlyblackgirls.com for more podcast episodes and to order your intentional highness box set comments, rate, subscribe, talk to me, talk to us. Let us know what you think about this episode. I truly hope that it brought you a little bit of inspiration, a little bit of confidence because it definitely did for me. Um, once again, thank you, Erica B., for your wonderful spirit and your wonderful words. Any comments or questions for my guest today, hit her up. She likes to talk. Again, give her three or five business days sometimes to get back. She's a busy lady. Smoke a blunt, drink your water, and fuck what anybody got to say about being a bluntly black girl. And we're out.